0: Hi everyone, it's Emily. I'm back with another episode of the 21 and Sensory podcast. Um, We are on episode 24 and today I have not one but two special guests. I have Lonel and I have Onikagi and they are from the Autistic Delicatessen podcast. Um, They're both um, very creative people and do a number of different things over the internet so I thought it'd be lovely to have them on and I'm going to let them both introduce themselves so you guys want to introduce yourself one by one? <laughs>
1: um, my name is Larnell and um, I'm the host and producer of The Autistic Delicatessen. I live here in uh, the U.S., which is in Lutz, Florida, right around Tampa. And um, I'm a person that's on the spectrum, been one since I was a child. And, you know, I like food and drinks as well as the arts too as well.
2: Okay. Um, I'm Onikage. I'm based in Scotland. Um, I'm also the co host of the Autistic Telegateson, also editor. And I also run a blog slash podcast slash YouTube called Autish. I'm also
0: on the autistic spectrum. So, yeah. (laughs) Great. Great intros, both of you. Thank you. It's really interesting to hear, like, you both starting up the podcast and obviously. We've got the kind of Autish stuff going on as well. Um, just quickly, how did you two meet? Because I think a lot of people will want to know how. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, it was a, I was looking for uh, guests
2: in, for my Autish podcast. I was struggling to find guests, so I wrote a post on an autistic group. And Larnell seemed to be one of the volunteers. And it's like, oh, great, i got a volunteer. And one day he... A private message me going oh you're looking for a co-host and I'm just like nah I'm good thanks I'd rather fly solo and then in the future 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 sorry and then another day he made another post going oh I've got an idea how about we make a project about food a podcast about food called the autistic delicatessen and, and we can both be hosts and that and I'm like that sounds so cool And he didn't expect me to go, yes. And he's just like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's basically how the Autistic Delicatessen was born. It also started as a podcast and then we slowly grow it as a YouTube. So it's also a video series and we Mm -hmm. speak to various guests via Zoom or Skype. So yeah, that's basically how the Autistic
0: Delicatessen was born. Oh, amazing. That's so cool that you kind of met over the internet and have like kind of created this whole new kind of podcast to talk about your love of food I think that's really cool <laughs> and maybe we should just start with kind of the age at which you both got your diagnoses just to give a bit of background before we go on and talk about like food and other bits and pieces sure uh, I'll, yeah. let, I'll let let now answer first this
2: time okay
1: well like I remember like I'm talking with my mom like At first, I thought it was five, but it was much earlier, around two or three or something like that. I don't know the exact age, but I know I was a child during that time. So, um, because first, like, um, by a child psychologist, um, that's how I got diagnosed. First, I was mentally handicapped. And then it came to um, being autistic, you know, having a mouthing of autism, having Asperger's. Like, in the UK, you call it Asperger's, but uh, here in the US, we call it Asperger's. So. it was around those times. And then also too, um, I my parents put me on a special diet. And and at first I was just like, why? I was just like upset about it because I couldn't eat like other people, you know, because certain things I cannot have because of my behavioral imbalance. And I had to have more organic foods, stuff in the health food store, and kind of like those um alternatives. And from that i got used to it but then i still snuck in some sugar sometimes but then i got used to stuff but um anyway to make the long story short then i saw a speech pathologist you know to get my speech better because apparently i sounded like mush you know not really speaking clearly so that's what helped like in school with here in the u.s like here in florida we we have called esc classics esc classes and all that stuff it's like it's ways to where People with special needs get help like in terms of like with their speech with connection, eye contact those type of things, so you know that's what I did you know during those times so yeah, and it, it it was tough for me to come to grips to my with my autism because again, like I just felt like well, how is people gonna believe that it's just a behavioral thing, you know, compared to somebody breaking out in hives or somebody that actually has an actual condition, and then I just there really wasn't other autistic people at the time that I could go to or even like ones that I know of they were either like slow speech or they couldn't really talk you know so it it was hard to connect though so it you know but eventually you know I got to the point where you know I just was being comfortable with myself and you know sometimes I still have those mindsets though but otherwise than that like um, I might feel that you know i gotten used to my autism because of my creativity, so if that makes any sense.
0: No, it does. Thank you for going into so much detail about it. Um, it's really interesting to hear that you were diagnosed like when you were so little as well, um, just because for me, it's been very late in life, so it's interesting to hear other people's experiences. <laughs> and how about you, Anglikagi? Uh,
2: for me, I've been late diagnosed. Uh, I wasn't diagnosed autistic till I was 25, um long story short I'll make a condensed version (laughs) I've (laughs) done the spiel so many times (laughs) um when I was a child I was mainly vague labels special needs learning difficulties even though I had learning difficulties at school like dyslexia dyspraxia um I didn't get an autistic diagnosis and I was just sick of vague labels in my adult life in my teens I didn't realize I was not quotation marks normal <laughs> until I was 16 <laughs> but I tried to have the rebellious phase at one point in my adult life going oh I have, there's nothing wrong with me but then I struggled at uni and then I managed to look into an autistic diagnosis because someone close to me said I was walking textbooks and I was just like well I trust your opinion I'll look into it so I got like um educational psychologists for learning difficulties again so they knew my history but they also gave me an autistic test to see if it was possible in the spectrum Then, after a few doctor's appointments I managed to see a psychiatrist and they told me my diagnosis but it was a bit underwhelming so I wasn't sure until I saw my psychologist for anxiety because I also got diagnosed anxiety at the same time and they said I was definitely autistic and I'm like okay and ever since then I've found more communities, friends and done projects based on Um, autism, autistic experiences, whether it's women in the spectrum or those struggling with autism but also struggle with gender, it's just been a huge discovery and journey and also self-discovery for myself as
0: well. Oh amazing, thank you for for telling us that, Um, really interesting because I was also diagnosed at 25 so (laughs) I can kind of get on the same level as you and how you're kind of feeling Um, but it it's interesting how both your you know diagnosis processes were so different um and kind of age wise and stuff but um how how did you find kind of both of you obviously because we're kind of us and uk here um how did you find kind of education support and stuff i guess well um I mean... mines was a
2: mixed bag uh,
0: for educational support i mean it ed-
2: ed- ed- support ed- in education wise is a mixed bag and depending on what era you are growing up? Some places can be great, some places can be mediocre. Um, I feel like I had bet, I-, I I had good and bad experiences both primary school and high school, and at college slash university, I've had decent support. They've helped me out when I can, but I think for autistic people, it's great to have support groups, support centers, and such. And even though there's like a few scattered in between in Scotland. I go to one myself, and it helps autistic adults. It's not because um, some places still do only autistic children's support, but there's places, other places out there, help autistic adults, which is great. And I like to promote more. Uh, autistic adults should get support, even if it's not an autistic support group. It it should be encouraged and promoted a lot more, and because it, it helps me, even though I can do more things now, I still struggle with like paperwork and how to do more grown up stuff. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. No, that makes that makes sense. <laughs> and how about you, Lana? How was how was it kind of in, in the US? <laughs> Any different? Hmm.
1: Oh, okay. Well um just like how I mentioned earlier, um I got help through um in school, like through the ESC program, do guidance counselors and do a speech pathologist. So here in Florida in the US, um, they would have things in public school to where like you would have the help to be able to get through, you know, like some of the classes and have you be in a special class and be about other special needs people. So really, that's been a big help.
0: Um, so it's interesting that you both kind of, I don't know, how you've come to sort of meet each other and like the things that you have like in common and obviously food is something that you're both really passionate about is that is that right to say <laughs> yeah I think so and also we both understand um <laughs> we, we
2: both understand um um like audio technology although
0: Larnell has more experience in that <laughs> oh okay that's cool <laughs> so when did you kind of what what year did you start off the kind of podcast when when did it all start
1: it was back in um 2019. It was around um I think it was around like um it was around October or it was like September around that time. Yeah, you remember that only like it it was in 2019, right?
2: Yeah, it should be 2019. It should be 2019. We've done it for and nearly a around nearly a year now. Um, I can't remember the exact date. I need to double check, but around this time of the year, it was definitely the beginning of the autistic delicatessen, So. Around nearly, nearly around a year old now. Actually, I didn't even. Th- Time flies. I'm losing track.
0: <laughs> and what sort of? I've kind of listened to a few of your episodes, and you get lots of different sort of guests on from different backgrounds and stuff like that. What kind of? What do you enjoy most about food? What What kind of sparked this? This all off.
1: Well, um, on my end, I think it was more of the fact of hearing the different stories, obviously, as well as around, I think our second episode when we had the Sauce Boss understanding that food brings community, even though I would say on the first episode that, you know, we kind of knew that it, there was kind of a communal effort first, like was on the first episode of our podcast, we were just trying to understand where to go with the show because, you know, I was bringing up the idea mm-hmm. to only about doing some food reviews, like how she did her tea blogs of restaurants and all that stuff. But then during the second episode, we realized, well, at the first part, like, you know, me and Only we have our chat sessions and we just decided, well, we're just going to stick with the theme of of what type of guests we have and then just go around that, you know. But basically, you know, around that second episode, um, don't want to sound like a broken record, but that's when the um, food and communal aspects have came in. And mm-hmm. since then, you know, we want to really focus on different type of aspects of food, you know. In, in in terms of that, you know, and the sauce boss definitely was somebody that put a mixture of food and music together. That was one of my picks, but you know, because I felt like I didn't want mm. just us to just focus on restaurants by itself or just autistic people, but basically focus on different people that use creativity and food in different ways.
0: It's amazing. That's really cool. And like you say, like I think it goes under the radar a bit, but food really does, you know, bring people together and it can really kind of have that sense of community behind it. And it's really interesting, like combining it with things like music and other like creative kind of outlets as well. I think that's that's really fascinating. <laughs> Definitely. And I just. I just love the whole evolution
2: of the podcast slash video series how at first we were just getting guests and see what happens kind of like what you do in a pilot episode and then you just continue on and it's like the whole food and community was a reoccurring theme that kept appearing and we're just like wow this is just something that is just fantastic to put into every food tells a story which is the tagline of
0: Um, the autistic delicatessen, it actually works with it so well. Would it be very difficult for you to both name a kind of favourite food or, like, dish at all? That's not difficult for me. Um,
2: I like pasta food, noodles, sushi, pizza.
0: (laughs) Well, most things, carbs, really. (laughs) How about you, Um,
1: I like... Some pizza, as well as I like some barbecue ribs. I also like some good um vegan and vegetarian stuff. Um, some some I'm like there was like a vegan um cheese steak I had in the past that was really good from um Vegan International. You know, like that's around like um in Tampa in Florida, and um they had some and, and this was like pre pandemic stuff, pre pre COVID, but. It was really good, though, you know, because I'm not a vegan, but there's some good vegan dishes over there. So, yeah. And, And some others, whatever, whatever food is good, basically.
0: And do you find that you kind of, from an autistic perspective, you both have sort of like safe foods that you like to kind of go to again and again?
2: Um, For me, safe foods, I usually go for like cheese and ham sandwiches or Branson Pickle cheese and ham sandwiches, which was a staple from my childhood at school lunch every day. Um, but nowadays, if I just can't be bothered cooking, I usually have these really spicy noodles, um, or translation, uh, fire chicken noodles. Uh, they're like really hot Korean noodles, but there's a nice rich sauce. But I put it with mayonnaise and cheese on top really unhealthy I don't <laughs> eat
0: it as much now because I used I was really addicted to it last year and I had to cut down <laughs> I'm glad you guys like uh, like I'd be, I was worried that you'd like really like super fancy dishes and you wouldn't be into like massive carb kind of stuff so I'm glad that you you kind of like your pizza and pasta I would
2: try anything um, regardless but at the end of the day I'm I'm a budget person so <laughs> but I do appreciate good food my partner <laughs> does the cooking I don't so he makes like the really nice meals healthy meals and you can do it for cheap as well which is the best thing so oh
0: amazing <laughs> that's what you need you need just I don't know to have a, like another half that can cook really well
2: yeah definitely all I can make is mac and cheese, so
1: <laughs> and, and just to cut in there, Emily, um here in the US, um we call it beating like with a budget, we call it being conservative with our money or something, you know? <laughs> it is like that's what it is, cause um, you know, cause cause when I go out and get food, even when I go to food festivals, I have to watch my money, you know, because I remember last year I was at the Tampa Bay Veg Fest. And I was looking at the different food trucks, and I was thinking about, okay, where can I start? You know, I got to think about how much money am I going to have? So, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, it sounds good, though. A nice, like, vegetable fest. <laughs> do you have, like, do both of you have, like, go-to kind of restaurants nearby? Um, I don't think there's any go-to restaurants I really go to. I don't really go to many restaurants, to be honest,
2: and usually when I do, it's usually when I'm on holiday, and it's, like, a special occasion with friends, and usually at the um, me and my partner usually look for the most budget op- option, unless we're treating ourselves. It's like screw it, let's go and get this. But <laughs> so- but sometimes when I look at the menu and it's like, it's like something over ten pounds, I- my budget self is
0: crying. It's just like, why is it cost so much? Oh. <laughs> I definitely feel like that when like you go somewhere like London or like a city. It's always like oh god, yeah, really hiked up prices, and it's like oh gosh, I can't imagine spending that much. How many pounds? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Pounds. <laughs> so, um, what was I going to say? So, who do you think your kind of favorite guest has been so far on your podcast? Um, I
2: think one of my favorites has to be the Sauce Boss, um, who is a musician, kind of like the kind of like the blues blues music, and he also makes his own gumbo on stage and lets the audience stir the big pot and hands it over to people afterwards and also has his own hot sauce um also dylan Del- mauer um who was like a a rapper who, who also makes like panini on stage so he likes to incorporate food and rap as well and some of his songs have been about food and it's really cool i think the music get musical guests have a soft spot for me because I love to meet music as a hobby as well. So, but there's a few other guests that stand out as well. Those are more humanitarian efforts and stuff, um, mm-hmm. like food not bombs or United Seeks. Um, they have they stood out for me as well because I do believe in humanitarian efforts and such. And food is for everyone. Food is a human right, really. Uh, Larnell.
1: Um. Well, I have to concur with my co-host Oni on that. Because um, I would say the humanitarian stuff, and even like when Kowabi, who's over the Peace Bus for a time, he had the um, Refix cereal fund, where he gave Refix cereal to kids around his neighborhood and to in, in Washington in the U.S. You know, I thought that was interesting to use his bus as delivering cereal each morning. Um, yeah, as well as humanitarian efforts and and activism efforts too, as well. You know, of course, I did like the sauce boss and Dylan. And I think it speaks to a greater thing of using food as not just, you know, enjoying it, but also bringing community as well as bringing awareness, you know, because the thing I liked about food, not bombs is that even though again, like I'm not a vegetarian or vegan, they give out vegan foods and vegetarian foods um, is that they go out to protest rallies and do this. Like, like this is to where like, Oh, we can go somewhere with this. And also um, I also liked our conversation that we had with, um, Hunter Boudreau, who does like this like YouTube um show called the um Aut- autistic chef. And he's on the and he's an autistic. And um at the end of that podcast, we talked about food, food and video games, you know, and that was something good because I feel like I want us on the show to do even more of that, to go to the gamer side and really have that food and also only knows some stuff about that too, as well as well as recipe books, but which I never even heard there was video game recipe books. It's just like she's like expert at that part. So yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a few like Overwatch cook, uh, Overwatch recipe book, World of Warcraft, and I'm sure there's more out there. <laughs> I just know the Blizzard ones at least.
0: <laughs> no way, I've never heard of this. It sounds so cool. <laughs> I love this. Like have like gaming merging with like food and like music as well and I love the whole kind of live aspect of making food on stage and really like I don't know having that experience is it sounds really cool and I love I love the um the idea of making like a panini or being able to stir a pot and being a part of something I think that that means a lot so why don't we talk about um the kind of more kind of like the autish blog side of things um what made you start up the blog and I've seen like your kind of like tea sort of reviews and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: great. Um but yeah, Land of Infusion is my tea blog and I like to post tea and infusion reviews and that. And I've been doing it for over five years and it's a lot of fun to do. It's just something fun to do. Um when mm-hmm. on the side basically. But for Autish, um I basically started that in 2018, not long after I finished my second autism-related project at university. And I discovered that I love researching autistic stuff and I love um, interacting with the community. And it made me want to start a blog because I'd I, been thinking about it for a while around that time. Um, my two autistic-related projects are the Autistic Way to Gender and Women in the Spectrum, are, which are in my photography YouTube, which is called Only Photography. <laughs> um, <laughs> but for Autish, basically I wanted to, share my experiences with everybody and slowly it grew into a podcast so I can share other people's stories and the YouTube to just show a more visual medium and um, the show more like stimming and talk about other topics as well as the blog or it can have a video section to the blog post so there's a bit of both I like to be multimedia with my stuff so people can find me in
0: many ways so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's basically audition in a nutshell so oh no it sounds good and I like like you say, like using different platforms because sometimes like I'll find that it's easiest to say something visually or say something via like a video format or like you say, like audio, like it's nice to be able to kind of spread yourself across different things and say, look, you know, kind of have all these different platforms available. Um, I don't know, it sounds really good. And I like that you're quite kind of open and honest and like talk about stimming and things like that because I think, you know, there's a bit of a kind of, misconception about stimming and you know i don't know being an adult and stimming and things like that and it shouldn't be something that people should you know feel the need to hide or anything like that so i think it's good that you're talking about these things
2: yeah definitely <laughs> um but it's not just me it does other projects in, in the outside of autism and hey larnell you used to have another project as well you should talk about that
1: oh yeah um I used to have yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um I used to have um Emily like um this show called Get Inoculate before it was known as um inoculative expressions. Um it used to be uh it was a segment that was on the um on community radio here in um Tampa in the US and Florida. Um on this show called Alternative Frequency, which was like eclectic music along with social conscious stuff. Um my show was more of like a theme where I talked to artists, musicians and storytellers and some poets so um because my wheelhouse before I started with Onikagi was I was more of a person that you know has been has you know played different styles of music has had a podcast has been on internet radio and all that type of stuff so um I so so I kind of know what that is but you know that 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 show was mostly like a thing to where you know talk to different types of people and all that stuff so um, it, it was good because I like having conversations and music and arts as well as storytelling and poetry. I just like talking to different people that were doing interesting things with it. So, yeah, and you can check out past episodes of my Get Inoculated show, um, also on um, the co which is c a r r d. dot c o. You know, if you want to like listen to some of that. So, yeah. But then I focus more on the Autistic Delicatessen Podcast because it's like you know, certain things you like, you know how at times, like, no matter what project you're doing, you hit your peak and it's like, hmm, I feel like now, like, you know, I want to do something else. And plus, like, um, after mm-hmm. the um, alternative frequency show on WMNF got can- was was canceled or stopped because one of the hosts um, moved away, actually moved to North Carolina, you know. Um, you know, it, then then I thought, well, let me just put stuff on hold and do that and then you know, I focused more on the autistic delicatessen. I felt like, man, like I actually like talking about food and drinks, even though I still like music and arts and, and storytelling. I just felt like me and Oni were just like very consistent with the different ideas and the different guests for the food and drink stuff. And I felt like, you know, why don't I just for right now, like just really spend my time and energy on that, just like from my end.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Um I'll make sure to put both of your links in the description below because I know you've both mentioned different projects and things like that and websites. So if anyone is interested, I will put all the links to um, both the websites and both all the podcasts we're talking about as well. (laughs) Um, But it's really interesting to hear like, I don't know, you're, you're both so like creative and you're both kind of pushing boundaries in terms of kind of podcasting and audio and broadcasting and things and it's, it's really, I don't know, it's kind of fascinating to hear how, how your, your podcast is kind of evolving and how you kind of initially started and then it's kind of becoming like, you know, something that's really growing. Um, and you both sound like you have so much experience in terms of kind of audio background, but also if you're, you know, both being autistic as well, you've both got like different experiences you can draw on. So it's, it's really interesting to hear. Thanks.
1: Thanks. Thanks. Oh and I'm um, also Emily. Um is there a favorite type of we always ask this on our shows but is there like a favorite type of food that you like?
0: Ooh, that's a really good question. I'm I am i am a little bit like um onikagi. Um I have like I have like I usually go for like a jam sandwich as a kind of staple easy to do food. Um so like strawberry jam or something like that. Um but oh, I don't know. Favorite food? I really like avocado, hey. so I'm quite, <laughs> I'm quite a fruit person. <laughs> so I'd probably say like avocado on toast or a jam sandwich. <laughs> that good question.
2: That's a good. Look, that's a good staple: avocado on toast. A lot of people will be like, "Oh, yeah. but an avocado is actually really fatty. It's a good alternative to butter, so it's nice with to toast with a bit of tomato, maybe some sriracha as well.
0: Oh, I love my sriracha. <laughs> <laughs> i need to venture out i need to try different sort of like sauces and things on on <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah really you know because one of the things about like the autistic delicatessen is and i still feel like you know butter is still good you know like uh hey a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich at times can help you know that's just me though but um but um on our shows like we try to show we, we try to show and the good thing about our shows is that you know we can be able to use food and even as me and only being autistic people that like, um, food can have different meanings and different things, you know, and plus like too, like you can be able to learn about different cultures too. So you can be able to like, you know, you know, probably go to a different cultural, um, food place, you know, of course on a budget, you know, like, um, you can go to something African, you can go to something like, maybe like Middle Eastern or something like that. Trying out different trying out different things, you know, can be something. Or even like go to like a, mm-hmm. a vegetarian pizza restaurant. There's this place called a Mr. Sing's that's in the UK. I don't know. Like you just gotta look it up Mr. Singh's Pizza or something like that. Cause, you know, I remember when we had like Sung car on on um you know who's a party night seeks in the UK. Um she was t- I think offhand, or I saw some of her videos. She talked about Mr. Scenes. and that's something that I think me and Only like we should have like them on, you know, probably eventually. But you know, they have something out in the UK though, you know, so that's another place Emily that you can
0: check out. Oh, okay, great. I love a good recommendation. <laughs> and yeah, I'm re- I feel quite lucky to be like not far from London because, like you say, that you can try so many things, and especially for me, being autistic sometimes I'm I'm stick to the same foods and I know that actually it's good to challenge myself and like you say like try different like veggie or vegan options and things like that um so it's it's good to get out of your comfort zone but it's good to also you know try different you know sort of different food groups like it's it's good to just to kind of practice trying new foods (laughs) so I was gonna ask um how how have you both kind of found the whole pandemic situation just because kind of i know Lonel, you're in the u.s but um (laughs) it'd be interesting to hear how you guys have been kind of coping and how it has affected you sort of thing
1: i can i can go first only on this okay um you know like um it's been something that's what i can say you know and i've been following the and I've been following um, stuff on what's been going on, not like 24-hour cable news over here in the U.S., but um, just more of like, okay, we're in a pandemic, so we're staying inside. So the thing I miss is like, you know, the live music venues and then plus the fact of hugging people outside my family or something like that, you know. It's sad that COVID has put us into these different camps of either fear, being nonchalant, or believing in misinformation. Just wear a mask. It's better to be cautious during these times. Mm. And for me, basically, I've just been inside watching things on YouTube and not really doing too many hobbies outside of that. But that's what it is. For me, during this pandemic, I've just really been trying to stay cautious. And certain times when I go out to the store and even when I try to help out with um, some food pantry stuff, I just wear a mask. And at times I'll wear a beanie on my head so I don't have to get anything on my hair. So when I wash up in the shower, particles isn't going to my hair. So that's usually what I do. But all in all, I try to stay safe.
0: It's interesting to hear like a different different perspective. And like you say, it's you sound like you've been very sensible, but it's, it's other people and their opinions and their kind of theories and things that can be quite, um, I don't know, just confusing and harmful. And yeah, it's good to not always... Um, you know, be watching 24-7 news updates on it because it can't get you down, so... But I'm glad that you're, you know, you definitely sound, like, way more sensible than, you know, what we see on the news, so I'm glad that you've been you've been keeping safe and well. <laughs> and how about you, Onikagi? How's it kind of been in Scotland? Well, um, especially
2: how Scotland has different, like, set certain rule sets in England, like, we did, like, mandatory face masks first and all that. Um... It's pretty much similar to how the UK is treating it. There's people not caring and that, which does my nothing. Some people not wear masks and stuff. But when lockdown first um, was announced, I basically stayed home. Only went out to the shop if needed. Got myself a mask so I wouldn't <laughs> forget it. Um, uh, before I had a mask, I'd use a scarf. But I was like, I need to actually get a mask. And I did. And I only travelled when I really needed to. Um, only for important reasons and that's the only time I've been traveling so i've been keeping myself sensible and keeping my an eye on myself and um c- keeping myself well for my partner and, and my partner's doing the same as well and just um, and it, when it comes to the news, what I do is look at all the bad news in the morning and then be able to live my day afterwards because when I read the news and that, I get very ranty and sweary and say all sorts, but mm-hmm. then I've let out all that negative energy so I can be positive for the rest of the day. It's like, okay, I've seen all the bad news. So I need to worry about it anymore for now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically what I do just because otherwise I'll just go insane and go, ah, Covid places in this place. Oh no, there's a local lockdown. Ah, but there is. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I I have seen positives with the lockdown, but since it's been reduced, it actually has scared me. How people are just treating it like it's normality, and, and mm. there are sensible people out there. But when it's like a huge amount of people not caring, I get a bit scared because it's it's like this. Covid still exists. Covid is still around. Why? Uh i just i just take out each day as it comes really and just keep myself distracted so i don't get upset
0: over everyone else's
2: responsibilities
0: Mm. no that that sounds that sounds very sensible and i know what you mean you kind of i think i assumed that everyone had a kind of basic level of common sense and i think this whole pandemic has kind of taught me that actually people have so many different levels of common sense and so many different kind of ideas of what you know is safe and what isn't and that yeah it it, this this whole COVID-19 thing hasn't gone away I know people are going back to work back to school that sort of thing but we kind of need to still keep it in our mind that we've got to stay you know alert (laughs) to this sort of thing but I like your idea of reading the news first and getting just the bad stuff out of the way and yeah I know I'm a bit like that when I watch the TV you just you go around in circles just feeling annoyed and frustrated and angry at people high up and I don't know just the public in general sometimes but yeah like you say you just got to just you've got to not let it get to you and you've got to keep distracted like like you said <laughs> let's move on to something slightly more positive um so have you guys had to kind of more time for sort of hobbies and special interests, seeing as we've kind of all been in some form of lockdown.
1: Well, Emily, during lockdown, it's just been basically relaxing or else doing the Autistic Delicatessent with Oni or else listening to podcasts at times or sometimes I'll watch some things on YouTube. So really not too many hobbies outside of really doing my shows.
2: Yeah, Um I... One of my goals this year, lockdown or not, is to learn German. I've been fascinated with the language on and off for years, mainly due to music. Like, with 2013, it was because of Tokyo Hotel. And then turned 2018, 2017, maybe even before that, because of Rammstein. <laughs> and Rammstein's one of my favourite bands, other than Static X, Omniosa, nice. and <laughs> Bomb Factory. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, the German language is fun to listen to, and to the point, I'm trying to immerse myself by putting, um, I play a game called Overwatch, and you can put the voices in a different language, but the language of the game is still in English, so I get to have the immersion of hearing the characters speak in German, and occasionally I hear a word, and I'm like, oh, I get what they said there! It's like when I heard like the words, los geht's, which is, uh, let's go, in German. <laughs> I was exci- just excited for that. But Overwatch is a video game I play the most, and I can play it more so now since I recently got a new laptop for editing and such, so it's it's fantastic. Other special interests I have is I make music as a hobby, I, I like to make music and post it online, I make electronic music, I love to draw, um... There's a few other special interests, but I can't think what they are right now. <laughs> so I've just mentioned the basic ones at the moment. So basically, I like to do a lot of creative things in my spare
0: time. So, yeah, I, I love that. Um, it's such a good idea to kind of immerse yourself in a language, but also like not just through the standard kind of ways about kind of reading and watching videos, but also incorporating it through gaming. That's really I didn't know you could even do that in Overwatch. So that's that's such a good idea to immerse yourself into it. Um how about you Lana? What sort of special interests and hobbies do you have?
1: I've been watching Vin TV on YouTube. And they have some good shows. They have shows like Grey Area, as well as this um video game show called Guest House. It's with um host Chrissy Costanza. I like her personality. And when she has guests on the show, they would play like Fall Guy or Fortnite. But Fall Guy is a very interesting type of game. Um It's kind of like a fun game to where you know it it, it seems like these different types of animals owls or different types of people just go across these obstacle courses or something um i'm sure only kind of like knows a little bit about that fall guys
2: basically fall guys is like Takeshi's castle (laughs) i've not played it yet but um i've got i've got a copy of a my partner's got a copy of Fall Guys from PlayStation Plus, so it's like we still need to play it. And I've seen friends in that play it and it looks so much fun. And a YouTuber who's also autistic, Dan Bull, made a song about Fall Guys, and it's just so silly. And I'm so happy because he mentions the Takeshi Takeshi's Castle reference.
0: <laughs> reference to Takeshi's Castle. It's just like, so basically what it is. <laughs> oh, I love Takeshi's Castle. It's, uh, it's something you can just watch just on on repeat it's yeah (laughs) there's some episodes on youtube it's
2: like if you ever feel down just put an episode of the keshi's castle on it never gets old as long as it's the craig charles narration uk edit it's all good
0: (laughs) (laughs) definitely I, i i love that um those sort of programs that you can just sit in front of and they're just easy to to get on with but um it's, it's so it's um interesting to hear how you're like more of the gamer that <laughs> used to be there
2: a... yeah <laughs> definitely although I, I've only been getting playing more games recent years um, I've always been I always loved games but there was been there was a small spell in my life where I just couldn't be bothered playing games I was just, just I just had no motivation but now I'm still getting back into them um play them more on the Xbox or the playstation and now I've got a uh, better laptop. I can play more games on that, mainly Overwatch. So <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. That's cool. like, I I had Burnout a month or so ago, and I discovered how much video game rediscovered how much video games can be relaxing and just help you zone out. So I tried to catch up on more video games, mm-hmm. and I bought Metal Gear Rising: Revengeance for like a fiver on Steam because it was the summer sale. And I'm like, well, I have briefly played that game on the Xbox 360. Let's get it for the PC and and play it and i had
0: so much fun of it <laughs> oh that's great and that that's really like i know what you mean about kind of gaming like you can kind of lose yourself in it a bit and it's almost like not like a form of therapy but it's a form of like um like escapism somehow like i feel like that like when i'm reading a book or something like that it's just takes you somewhere else for a little bit and i think that can be really good like in terms of like your mental health and stuff like that just to have a bit of an escape have I think that's why a lot of um people are really into like things like Animal crossing and like the Sims and things like that, like more you know, yeah, definitely,
2: um I'm the Sims kind of person, I've not played it in a while, but when I go to it, I just make my own wee stories, play the game for probably five hours, <laughs> who knows, but it's just so much
0: fun definitely it's it's something you can lose yourself in, I think that's, that's yeah. part of it. <laughs> I love how we've just gone like straight like deep dive into gaming. <laughs> sure. I'm talking about special interests. <laughs> Was there anything else that you guys wanted to mention in terms of things that people who are listening could check out that, like, relates to you both? Um, I can't really think of anything else. Mainly just
2: um, check out The Autistic Delicatessen at theautisticdelicatessen.card, C-A-R-R-D, dot co. Or if you want to check out Autish, um, it's, um, all the links in Autish is Autish, all in one word autish.card.co C-A-R-R-D again so yeah mm-hmm. I, I recommend to look into our content and our works and hopefully you enjoy them
1: well there's another show I did called Get Inoculated which you can find at the Co. and Get Inoculated was a segment I did on WMNF's alternative frequency where I interviewed different artists poets and storytellers so, I play their music as well as I have a conversation with them. So, there's some very intriguing interviews. So, I definitely highly recommend that. Just find it at, again, co, And look for um, Get Inoculated podcast when you see it up there. So, um, just go there. I'll send you directly to the Polymatics site. And there's a bunch of episodes there. So definitely download, listen, you know, there's, you know, at the time, like I really, you know, enjoyed doing those interviews. But now my main focus is basically the Autistic Delicatessen podcast and YouTube series.
0: Awesome. Thank you. I can tell you guys are like podcast hosts because you're like really good at like doing all the like website links and saying, (laughs) like spelling out the the (laughs) more complicated links. (laughs) how about you now is there anything that you wanted to like mention or
1: emily i would like to mention that at the beginning of your shows you do not have an intro meaning theme music it's just you saying hello welcome to 21 and sensory is there a reason for that or do you just not like having music
0: that is very true that is because i have no music knowledge <laughs> but i love your you guys have such a cool like um like it's a proper like a tune as you like proper intro tune which i really like I, I need to get some sort of jingle don't i really
2: <laughs> for my podcast um i actually make my own music but in delgates
0: and i don't so <laughs> and i also think like because you have that jingle your like it's me- it's like a memorable like introduction so whenever i kind of hear it on your little, like your podcast or over on like youtube and stuff it's like instant like kind of like memory like it kind of, like, triggers that, like, oh, that's what I'm listening to, so I need to, I need to get on that. (laughs) For me, it's very much like, okay, I'm now on episode 24 of this podcast, and it's literally just me with a plug-in mic, and I think people probably assume that there's a whole team and fancy things going on, but, like, you guys too, you know, it's, like, just you, okay, maybe you do get someone to do a jingle and stuff like that, but I think it's, like, people don't realise how, like, we don't have a huge team behind us doing this and <laughs> we're doing it just to kind of get our voices out there and get our opinions out there um which I enjoy doing <laughs> but thanks I'm definitely gonna try and maybe look into doing some more kind of brandingy, jingly kind of things so was there anything else that you guys wanted to discuss or that we haven't mentioned um I know we're coming up to like an hour which has gone really quickly <laughs>
2: Um, I think that's everything. Um can you think of anything, Laura, now?
1: Yes. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel of the Autistic Delicatessen, And again, please follow us on the Autistic dot co. It'll lead you to our podcast as well as to our YouTube page where you can subscribe and look out for more shows coming up this fall.
0: <laughs> well, thank you both so much for coming on and I'll make sure to um put both um not both of your links, put all of your links because you guys do so much (laughs) um, down below. And um, hopefully um, all my listeners will go check out the Autistic Delicatessen podcast. Well, thank you so much, you guys. Thank you um, for coming on and just chatting and being so open and honest. I really appreciate it. And um, like wish you guys all the best with um, the rest of your podcast episodes. No worries. Thank you very much. It was great being here.
1: Really appreciate you (laughs) having us.
0: No worries. It'd be good to chat to you guys again. Um, So yeah, that's it for this podcast episode.